the record button has been pressed, so it is time for... Going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like, real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? <laughs> it's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before they hit. But, um, I think I'm open. I mean, I'm in my with. I think I'm gonna hit. Finding the flow with Joel Franklin. Today's guest is my sister, Sarah, my wife, Sarah, and my sister's boyfriend, Tom. Oh, 
Bam, 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 bam. Yo, word out to you mothers. All you mothers out there, word up. Word up to your brothers. Word up to brothers out there and fathers. And might as well finish it off with sisters and daughters and sons. Yeah, word up to all you guys. All right. It's been a while since I've had... All right, it's been a while since I've had a more creative flow moment. Flow moment, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I uh, thought it'd be fun to loop up a bunch of my voices. And uh, that was what you got there. Um, I'm talking like this because I've I've uh, finally started listening to... Um, what's his name? I can't remember now. Monday Morning Podcast. Uh, but everyone calls it the Bill Burr podcast. I've been listening to him, and uh, I wonder if half half the fun of his podcast is his if his is his thick Boston accent. But no, actually, the funny thing is, I was listening to that, and it's it's funny. Like same thing happened when I listened to Kevin Smith's podcast for the first time, because I had heard you guys uh, talking or doing your podcast, and Chris doing things, and. Uh, and I see the obvious influences of those. Now, I'm not saying like it's a carbon cut version, but there's definitely influence of Bill Burr on Dan and Scott's podcasts, especially. Um, I'm sure I'm doing Bill Burr things. I'm sure. I mean, Bill Burr things. Maybe it's just the natural things that happen when you when you do a solo podcast. I don't know. A um, few things that he does, like yelling, pulling the mic away. Uh, Oh, he also does like dating questions. I think um, Dan tried that once. But, you know, just little mannerisms and stuff. It's kind of fun. Uh, but either way, getting to some uh, uh, <laughs> fun back. What, what was it that Chris called it? Feedback. Um, Dan, uh, I, I'm I'm very proud of Dan holding up the fort. He's been consistent every time. He's actually starting to catch up to me in episodes. I'm I'm on episode 31. Man, would you believe it? 31 episodes since this all has began. And um, if we count about thir- uh, an episode a week, that's quite a bit of weeks of podcasting. We're almost getting up to, to your range. That's pretty cool. Uh, well, at least three quarters of a year. Um, so uh, as far as catch up, the only thing I want to talk about was the Sean Connery is the only bond to me. With all this bond talk, um, it is surprising that this um the franchise is still up and running with that but uh uh i'm kind of one of those purist type of guys and i i actually i i shouldn't really say anything i i tend to jump into these things without knowing much but uh i still feel like the original you know there's there's always something to say about the original you know they they paved the way it's pure. It's more pure with the the earliest uh, versions, and so I uh, I say Sean Connery is the only real Bond. Sean Connery is James Bond, or James Bond is Sean Connery in a sense. All right, Chris, back in Cal, down on the Cal train, Chris American Life train. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> um, I'm glad to hear you're back in California, though. Um. I'm sure that means that classes are going to be starting soon, so 
Good luck there, buddy. Uh, now, there was something I posted a while ago about um, that Joe Rogan had um, uh, done a video talking with this guy about um, Asian people in traffic. And uh, and then Joe kind of talks about, and I'm kind of playing, you know, uh, phone, phone, what is it, telephone with this, so I don't really know exactly what he said, but something about the philosophy of Chinese people or Asian people is um, more, more Chinese, I'm sure, or Oriental. Uh, uh, maybe it goes back to their old philosophies, but maybe because there's so many people there, but there's this, this kind of attitude of just kind of, uh, putting your head down or, or just kind of looking straight forward and, and just going your own way, not getting into anybody else's business. And so I guess <laughs> they were kind of um, saying how they, the Chinese were kind of applying that to driving. And it's just hilarious. Just these, these um, you know, there's tra- traffic signals and, and rules, but they're just people don't pay attention. Don't, don't, uh, yeah, don't, they don't pay attention to them. They just keep going. They just, uh, they just think they can do it their own way in these ridiculously huge intersections. And so it's just crash after crash after crash. Oh, but it was hilarious to watch it. Um, but I could imagine driving in China would be, uh, scary. And then also the, you know, it's weird to think, thinking about that, but yeah, I mean, it, I guess it would translate to the same thing of them just getting in your way when you're walking <laughs> little Asian ladies. Uh, Chris has got to sometime just, just, uh, make a go for it. Just, just if he's in the right mood, just kind of act like a, like a football player, just start like plowing over anybody in his way, just going, oh, push, push, pushing all those little Asian ladies down. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Uh, then Scott, Scott's got the awesome new microphone too. the road podcaster, pod, co- whatever roadcaster, whatever. Um, yeah, they do sound very damn professional. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I sound pretty good with this, but I can tell like this, there's some dynamic and like, uh, frequencies that are being picked up well the the levels are really well it doesn't doesn't um clip as easily so yeah nice job you two but um you know it was more like i don't know but nice job it's nice research from from dan and uh and then it's just kind of like you have to fork up the dough so he's got to forking up some dough but relatively reasonable for for what it seems to be doing um and also, I, I I like the whole podcasting for the modern artist. Uh, it's kind of like a thing now. The modern artist kind of helps their creative process or possibly their creative outlets nowadays. Podcasting, and I totally agree. I think this is this is one of the most inspiring things that it has been going on. It just kind of adds right on to everything else that I do creatively. And um, it's it's lots of fun. Audio entertainment, a lot easier types form of entertainment than most. Maybe I don't I don't know if that's the case, but but you could definitely it's 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 like I don't know telling a story to a blind man, you know. <laughs> you really got to say you know get into the detail. I guess <laughs> I don't know, or maybe talking to a blind man. Um, so anyways, um, I have been kind of, I I don't feel like I've had a normal podcast in a long time. Uh, but 
I have been listening to Dan Carlin. Uh, he has this episode or this uh, podcast called Hardcore History, and man, it is just full of amazing stories and the way he portrays it, the way he makes it awesome. I, I mean, I I cannot recommend it enough. It is kind of a life changing type of podcast. Um, he's got his podcasts are epic you know they they range they're they're very very edited like very um uh well made and they it takes them like three four months to make one and uh <clears throat> and and they're they're amazing he calls them kind of like mini audiobooks but the but the way that he does it and so so a few examples of what i've been listening to is um uh genghis khan or i think he calls it chingus khan um then there, there is the fall of the Roman Empire. Um, he had a thing about World War One. Uh, a lot of the ep- uh, podcasts I can't access yet because you got to pay for them. And I, 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 I like it enough that I am going to start paying for some of the older ones because it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, my wife just said from, with my own damn money. That's true. I, I will pay with my own damn money. Um, uh, <laughs> that's uh, it's my wife's back, by the way. <laughs> Uh, she's bringing cheer back to the house. Um, but, but either way, like, like I'm telling you, my perspective of the world, like kind of how history repeats itself, how, how things have been going a certain way for such a long time, um, repeating itself over and over again and, and just seeing how, how, no, I can't even describe it to you. You just got to check it out. If, if you have, if I can convince you at all, um, I, I I recommend any episode at all. Uh, okay. I also had this funny thought that um, Amish. Uh, the one thing I like about the Amish is that um, you should you should Amish should be a way that everyone grows up. Now you can end up doing whatever you want, but if you could grow up Amish till like maybe eighth or ninth grade, like well, uh, till till you're like in puberty or a little past puberty. I think you will be better off in life. Um, like everybody that goes through an Amish kind of upbringing knows how to start a business, how to how to build a house, how to run a farm, and how to be pretty much self-sustainable. Um, I thought about it like it'd be kind of funny. Uh, like I thought of it in StarCraft terms. Like you could pretty much put a Amish little farm cottage or whatever down as a, as a Starcraft unit. And that thing will just produce on its own. You know, they, you don't need to, to give it any money. You don't have to like put any economy effects on it. You just have to let that thing sit there and grow <laughs> that. I mean, that's the thing. Amish are just so self-reliant and everything. And I mean, if they, if there was ever going to be anything like, like any sort of disaster, like all the practical still skills are going to be known by all those like hardcore, like it's going to be known by all those hardcore, you know, like contractor types. And then an Amish. I mean, Amish just is because it's their education. You know, it's just what you need to know to grow up. I don't, I don't know. I just think, I think that's awesome. And, and I think uh, we should learn something from that. Um, there's actually a Dan Carlin podcast about the Anabaptists um, and Dan, um, and Martin Luther that was really amazing. 
Um, it was kind of ended up being like a cult thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> shit. Ugh. Um, but either either way, uh, and I had one last idea. And I thought this would be kind of interesting. Throw it out there. Maybe you're interested. Maybe you're not. But what do you think about us having? Um, what do you think about us like trying to help each other grow? Now we were talking about the bully thing, and I think bullies are kind of part of the life growth. I, I don't think. I mean, they're obviously. We've all been kind of talking about it. The bullies are are like a challenge in life for you to be able to stand up for yourself, stand up to someone just being a, a obtuse asshole, you know? And I think that that is kind of, comedy kind of works in a way like that too. Comedians can be bullies. Uh, I think that's kind of part of their talent is that they're able to uh, keep a, crowd in line I guess you could say be quick on their quick on their toes and and be able to kind of take but also the part of it is to also to be able to break things down that seem serious and make them funny and so I thought it'd be kind of interesting if if um if we have a little sharing moment where I'm going to share something that is like a trigger I don't know if you could think of anything that things that are triggers in your life, things that that make you uh, that you hear or you get a notion of, and right away you you're you're down in the dumps. It's like one of those things that just kind of gets you going. You have no sense of humor about it. You're serious about it, and it it, it gets you. Get, everyone has them. They're 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 just our own personal shit. And so I'm gonna share one from from me. Uh, one of my triggers is if someone ever makes a hint that I'm stupid and overtly stupid, like, like just, just kind of like, you know, unfairly judging me to be stupid because of maybe one mistake that I might've had or whatever, whatever the case, if something stupid related or related to stupid, I got probably, you know, 10 barriers and walls deep in my my brain that that's defending me from someone calling me stupid cuz i know i am not stupid and uh and, and 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 then of course i'll be hypercritical about myself yada 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 you know what it is you actually they always say you are the biggest asshole to yourself like you are your own worst bully you know what your triggers are and 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 we tend to push our own triggers too but either way stupid is mine and so i thought it'd be interesting if i had you guys practice kind of like picking on me using I I call it joke therapy. I'm sure that's out there, but yeah, you would use all your way to use comedy or joking fashion to just destroy me or give me a roast about about me being given a shit about me being stupid, right? Because with comedy, I think you just got to figure out like. What makes me feeling stupid about being called or be feeling bad about that? Just silly, you know. What make what like in reality sake? Like like if you look at the grand scheme of things, it's just silly for me to even get emotional at all about it. And so it'd be interesting if you guys could break down how silly it is for me to get upset about things when people call me stupid. So yeah. 
I don't know if I said that well, but I think you got the point. <clears throat> and last but not least, I'm working on an album. I got the concept lined up. I got the first song, I think, pretty much in the bag. I'm uh, I'm well in the works of the, the second two two or three more songs. Um, and it's inspiring, but I know it's going to take some time. So there's also... I, I don't know how I want to release this one, but I just want to let you know that I'm working on one, and it's kind of exciting. And you guys will be the first to hear it. I don't know if that's a privilege or pressure. I don't know. Um, so that's, that's it. So I'm recording this before my interview. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but um, uh, we're planning on having like a timed half-hour chat with my sister, she's coming over, and we'll see how that goes. Um, you might, you might, we might have a, a, a small conversation. Just me, and my sister, might be my wife too, and Tom, her boyfriend. Who knows? All right. Well, let me get it official now. So officially, this is. I, I don't care where the conversation goes, but but officially, I'm going to start it around here. No, I still do a good job. Yes. I've got a hundred percent review rating awesome. uh, from the whole group on people. Awesome! I, I got a hundred. I got a hundred percent eBay rating, which I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> it's because there's, there's a lot of like eBay transactions. Years. Sometimes you just you're scary, from, you know, because like, you're not sure who you're gonna offend, how you're gonna offend them. Me too. That's exactly. I never give any review. It's tough to tick somebody off. Yeah, yeah. So many different people out there. So many different expectations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and sometimes I'm just happy to be able to get it out on time in some package that's reasonable. You know, that I know it's not going to be broken. Like, some people package things like really professionally. You know. And I like when they went back to the KitchenAid mixer. Yeah, that yeah, was that terrible. was pretty shitty. Yeah, like like we had a box like way too big, and we had to like kind of put it inside another box, and then like put a bunch of stuffing around. So it, it was lopsided, it. like it wasn't even centered. It was yeah. like just and. You but the person, on that yeah, that the person awesome. said like, but it gave a very kind of bland description. It said like, um, could have been packed. Uh, better, well, no, but... it, it said um, the person had um, it, it, everything that that person said that they were going to do. They did, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't say much. I said, we have a KitchenAid mixer. Do you want it? <laughs> we will get it to you as soon as we can. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm going to officially kind of start here. So uh, so remember what we were talking about? This is how I wrote it down. I just thought it would be kind of funny to say it. Our senses dull because of our ability to rationalize through intelligence. So basically, like, the more that we are using our heads to solve our problems, the less we need our senses. And the less we need our senses, the less important they become and the, the weaker our senses become. <laughs> so that's that's the theory. And so we talked a whole bunch about this. We talked about what, well, actually, the human ability to gain senses is actually quite um, quite good, right? Like like if we were blind, we would have a much better sense of hearing and smell, and uh, and so really, the potential of our senses might be just based on how we live our life. Yeah, 
Oh. I have what dulls our senses. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even like we talk about taste. Because like if, you, if you have three tastes, you just don't develop. Then you're choosing. You, to develop. you can. Are we? Are we recording? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Seamlessly. Um. <laughs> now you're on the spot. Uh, because depending on how you live, your senses can be totally, co- like, well, to any degree, less or more, coordinated with your intelligence. I just think a large amount of us and the way we live in this society, and I know everybody, there's so many people and there's so many people doing different things, but there is kind of a general kind of disconnection between senses and our thinking and in the way that we develop our intelligence yeah okay i i agree so so like you can enhance your senses by the way that you you are raised and how you're trained in life or whatever your experience um but uh also a little a factor that i i um, think of is that maybe if our senses are too heightened like it could be too much of uh like like out of control fear because you have too much sense of things going on but then again like you were saying well the more that you know the more the less scared you be i think you i think what you're talking about is a disconnection with your senses and your thinking i think that if your senses are too overwhelming like you would like um for instance you know a wild animal has no control over its it has no self-control it's just too too much wired to react you know if if you attack something wild it's a lot different than if you attack something domestic when you attack something wild it just like flips out it's gonna kill you before you know anything and that's the sort of mentality that you can have but then again in exchange for that those animals are very connected to the world they're very much in tune with the earth because they are so, you know, wild and out of control from all their senses and all their things that they're aware of. Or maybe they're more in control. I, I think that a deer is scared for its life all the time, you know. Well, I don't, I don't know, all the time. But, I mean, I think they generally will be ready to defend itself in, like, a, in like to, to the death at any point, moment. Whereas we are less likely to do that. You know what I mean? Well, are you comparing predator. domestic animals to wild animals? Or are you I'm comparing, comparing animals to I'm humans? I'm comparing generally humans, but domestic animals are like, they kind of like half human. You know, they're trained by humans. So what's this human element? The human element is that, that we lose a little bit of what, what make you know the difference between making us feral and not feral this 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 sort of intellectualization of things being able to get beyond our fears <laughs> but what's the definition of feral feral that well that's kind of interesting wild like something like that's kind of half of what I'm kind of trying to get at is what is it? Because you can't, you can't part, part of me that thinks it's something feral is unless we how it reacts unless we uh, like thoroughly define what's the difference between feral and whatever you're saying human is because humans can be anything. Humans can be wild or you know domesticated or anything in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. but 
I so think can that, an animal. I think that but, uh, it's almost like human beings have evolved through their ability to get farther and farther away from being wild. That's our advantage, is that we're able to be able to get out of the wild, to be able to be rational and work together, and be safer than we ever would have been. Yeah, but wild animals work together. You've got your pack animals. Yeah, but they're never as successful as we've been through our kind of anti-wildness. Mm, I don't I don't think you can say wild is something opposite of rational. Yeah. Maybe, but... Um, it seems like things that are wild have no ability to to be beyond their fears. Like a lion. You can't... I mean, if you're at the top of the pack, then you're going to not have that many fears. You know, you get your, because you're talking about predator and prey, too. Like, it's different if you're talking about, like, Rocco, who's, you know, got a wild thing to him. Like, if he's attacked, he's going to kill. And then you've got a deer, you know, and the deer's going to run away, and they're always afraid. But I don't think Rocco's afraid very much at all. Yeah, but, I mean, anything, that, like, like the point where you're going to be fighting life or death, I think the wild things are more um, closer to being um, between life or death that, uh, like, that like, anything out there, like they're primed for it. They're mm-hmm. always primed to mm-hmm. jump, run, fat. They're fast and trained for the for the scary things of life. They they are going to if if it's a matter of life or death, they will they will like react really fast and really uh, like viciously, very quickly. You know, visceral. Aren't there well, aren't there different classifications within the animal kingdom? Like there's sentient beings, where sentient beings are. All, I I I didn't think all animals were right. Like know. elephants are sentient because they can. They have em, emotion. Like in dolphins, they have like because they they have emotions and memory. Is that the definition of sentient? I don't even uh, know. I, I don't know, but I they, thought they, they were different classifications. Memory, the memory, I've language and things that are able to make you be able to make sense of things. Is like a big step between. So really, we're talking about there's a whole like a whole spectrum of like intelligence and senses and how they blend together. There's a whole spectrum of that within the animal kingdom. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm making a broad generalization that the human senses tend to be dulled compared to most wild animals' senses. Okay, well, why? We don't have the sight of most wild. Well, it's, I guess it's not most, but like the extremes of, of the sight of, of like the best sight. I think animals. with the animal kingdom, what you get is a specialization, and with humans, we don't we're generalized, so we can do anything, but we can't do like we don't have big claws for for digging like a mole does, you know, or we don't, and they're blind, but you know, yeah. but they've yeah. got this amazing digging ability. We don't yep. have that. Or, you know, yeah, exactly. So we, we've never had to develop a big claw. Yeah, we don't have because we didn't have to. We used our heads. Yeah, and also the and other, we never had to get great sight because we didn't have to. Because but the we, other part of the, that comparing animals and people is that their their form dictates their function, and we we don't have that going on. So however they're built, that's how they're going to act. Yeah, and we have the freedom to develop all sorts of different things or not develop them. All but right, so so um. Maybe that's that's partially. I mean, what makes us so special, or whatever. Yeah. But um, it would seem like overall, like yeah, we we basically maybe that's the 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 paradigm. Maybe 
the more you're able to develop a brain, the less you, you need the physical developments. And so physical evolution doesn't happen as strongly as brain evolution or maybe like now technology evolution. Like, uh, like maybe our physically, we're going to become just weaker and weaker and weaker type of people. Like, it, like it's actually going to be more um, uh, evolutionary, like, like n- necessary now to be like kind of a person that's able to sit and look down at a screen. No, those are the people who are going to fall away on the wayside. Like, that's the temptation. But the people who are going to last are people who can like do things and think. I mean, um, no, because what we are, what, what, how do you think, how long do you guys. think it, it took to, it took all of creation to be what we are at this point? Uh-huh. It's, what is that, billions of years? <laughs> Nothing, yeah, nothing's sure. Nothing's going to change. But technology is like, like the thing that's making it scary, like fast. It is, it is projecting us like, in like, a very quick way. Like it's like evolution and, and, and like super speed technology well it's and and yeah we are probably like back. stuck in some place where we you know who knows how how long like a hundred thousand years of what human has been has existed as we are and whatever we evolved from you know but we you probably could say if a person that was born twelve thousand or hundred twenty thousand or hundred thousand years ago was born today they'd probably be able to catch on to this whatever's going on today but still, um, like maybe the the correlationship to technology, which is uh, evolving so fast, and the fact that we are even getting to the pants that our technology is evolving to the point where we could affect the Earth, like we're making global warming and stuff, and like it's going to cause you know problems that we're going to have to solve through technology, and you know, and and whenever you have problems, evolution fast forwards like like they had this point where like climate was really bad and that they said like like tons of evolution happened because when the earth is harder to live in it becomes competition becomes more fierce and evolution gets faster and the same thing is kind of happening too is our technology is is in a way is making life harder in a way and we keep on using technology to solve our new problems and it just becomes crazier and crazier really fast this this is off topic and then i'm going to go to bed yeah. Um, well, it's not off topic, but it makes me think of uh, last year during hunting season, I was walking down the road with Sophie, and uh, there was gunshots out here, and this doe and this buck jumped the fence and are, like, running for their lives across the pasture. <laughs> yeah, that and can't then, be a good sign and then the they, of a deer. And then they <laughs> jump, like, and then they, they jump one, the, one more fence, and they're stuck between the two fences, which is, like, it's a cow path, so it's, like, I don't know, 12 feet wide. And like, and all the guys at the shop are watching this, and I'm watching this. And the buck just jumps on top of the doe and just does it right there and then. And then they jump off and run, keep on running. And like, I was amazed. Like they're out in the open, and they're in fear of being shot, and they are. And then they go and procreate. Procreating, and like in this desperate way, and it was like it was so sad. And <laughs> but it it makes you feel like you know like when when life and when the death is so close, you're just so desperate to like get the seed in there, you know. Or like things or, are speaking to you, like like there's just so many drives in this world that we don't even know that are like controlling our lives, and it's just like right at the end, you're just like. I got to procreate right now. You know, I got to get it done. You know, like something so strong in your mind is telling you to do that. Well, yeah, it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like 
you know, the, the most primal instinct we have is survival and self-preservation and mm -hmm. then procreation, the desire to perpetuate our species. Yeah. And then after that, you know, you've got food, yeah, like, shelter, like, clothing. When, and then, when we get to be like, like comfortable little, little pricks, we start to have things like really? philosophy. Yeah. Procreation comes and, before and, and, food and shelter? Uh, it's, uh, from what I remember, it's, 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 it's self-preservation, yeah. survival, and then procreation of the species. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 so and obviously like, the, like it has rewards. Place, right? I mean, with the the reward of sex is but amazing. I remember questioning that you in need the class food. too. But I mean, you need food and water for, for, for survival. survival. So, okay, so yeah, so after, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are tools yeah. required to establish yeah. the number and so, one. Yeah. Okay. So it's only so. when we get so disconnected from like the earth. That we start to get weird things like depression and like like crazy disorders. Yeah, but at the same time, art. That's art is like way at the bottom of those hierarchy of needs because you have to have so many yeah, needs oh, yeah, yeah. before you feel comfortable enough to sit down and create yeah. the Beatles revolver. So <laughs> but there, yeah, there's a big again, upside it, to having all of those needs not be conscious and foremost in your mind every day if you're fighting for survival and yeah, yeah. you know yeah exactly uh, so i mean that's subsistence you, you, know, you don't no even get that, you don't that, even get to that point right where you yeah. contemplate but creativity see, and art in that th way there's an upside to it, it's an upside things. and downside i mean because that's well, when what because like you know when you have time to think that's yes. really the thing it's right. time to sit there and start using that brain on something else yeah. and uh and yeah and things happen Art happens. Yeah, uh, cave, philosophy happens. Art. Psychology happens. M well, like, my, music, really... math, technology happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I and I don't know what I think about it either. But I've heard other like people. I don't know what you'd call them. Maybe spiritual, prominent spiritual people talk about it. But dads also to our dad has talked about. At some point, like the human species, you know, whatever we came from, because at some point it was similar mm -hmm. to like chimp or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. they talk about, you know, yeah. and there were Neanderthals and I don't know, whatever. But at some point, whatever we've evolved from, there was a, there was a, I don't know, we reached a point like where, like some people believe we weren't always, at some point, our species, what we've evolved from, branched off or became something that was viable for spirit to enter the way that it is now. <laughs> like, like the, the, the souls and spirits that we are, that that are that are uh, you know that are like the universe in us, came into this species at some point. And wasn't there before well, you know, because I, I, because we yeah. became ripe for it or something? <laughs> like just like I, I, I the reading I've done about it is just like watching a child become vertical. Like that's like it's like it's the fact that we we our larynx is even the way it is, so we can speak. You know, just if if we were if we weren't able to have a vert verticality, we wouldn't speak. We wouldn't mm. be able to speak. And um, they were talking about that. Just like the our our ability to stand upright is what what allows spirit to flow into us. I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I have openness to some of that stuff, but you know, yeah, I mean, like, I think the biggest thing, like the thing, get back to kind of philosophy, it maybe is that 
we were able to get to the point where we could see spirituality from the outside. We could, well, we why could do you, conceptualize why do you, spirituality. Why would you even use the language we if you didn't have a sense of unity? Sh- sure. Somehow? Maybe that's just the fact that we made it through that evolutionary step where we could... Uh, uh, what do you call it? When you put something outside of something... You know, like you're able to think something without Objectify being there. It. Well, or, yeah, oh. there's another word for it. Think of something. <laughs> I'm not thinking of the word right now. But it's, you know, it's it's basically what you're able to develop when you have language is the ability to... Recall to, something essentially. To, to think of something that's not happening in front oh. of you, you know. It's, uh, oh. Memory? No, it's, but, but it pretty Projection. much... Projection. No, it's an, it's a, it's a specific word that you would know when you just turn into a game of charades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had Damn sleep it. I don't know if I'm gonna sleep tonight with Ada. Well, yeah. I'm so right. glad you're here. <laughs> okay. All right. Good night. See you, Sarah. I, yeah, I'll, I'll be finishing up pretty soon. Um. Well, I'm gonna take a second here. Edit point. I'm gonna figure out what that fucking word is. <laughs> What is the word? Abstract. God damn. Oh, abstract. Fuck. All right, I figured out the word. Edit point. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even gonna edit it. That was fast enough. Abstract. <laughs> yeah, to be, to be able to abstractualize is the ability to be able to, to, think, to ultimately be able to think put abstractly. spiritually spiritualism into something that you could define, into something that you could like think of something abstractually, and so that, in a sense, was our inheritance of the spirit maybe that was when we could say that we own the spirit or we had like consciousness of the spirit I don't know and that all of a sudden opened the majesty of realization of it and realization of the spirit has been tried over and over again with with religion because we know it's something there you know we know there's some need we have with the, in a religious way it's worked for millions and millions, well, I don't know, millions of years, you know what I mean. Long times religion has had an important part to our psyche. Um, well, I think religion... Because there's some well, sort of need. Religion came from a need to... To understand to describe. the universe. Because like, it's like eventually it gets to the point where like, what? Where am I? Why am I here? Kind of thing. Like, oh, like but, questions but the fact start that turning we're into asking that. that. Yeah, like, these questions start that, turning the, into that. Someone needs to answer them. But that's that's the the difference between animal and human. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. And then the in point, a sense, the you could say that was go, our that was our inheritance. That was our inheritance of the spirits, or, or whatever. Well, that's the cerebral cortex that allows us to understand our own existence and question it and then and to, that's also the, our way to get out of the reptile brain that would make us feral right, right. it's the able, our ability to rationalize over fear yeah right and that's kind of half of what i'm talking about is um and i wonder if we're the only people that are only species that has that are we not we're not are we i mean aren't I think, there other I animals think we, we just are? we do it in a different way but i think there's like, there's it, other animals like, that are other like mammals, very like, do, like dolphins yeah, I think dolphin, like dolphins and elephants, for oh, okay. example, have like a very deep, strong, like you know, like yeah. They talk have about this for a second. I gotta pee. <laughs> they have connections. <laughs> I thought you were talking about yeah. the cerebral cortex specifically. That other animals have that. I don't think so, but that's not what he was talking about. I don't. I don't know about the. Um, I don't know the specifics on the cerebral cortex. 
at this moment. I'm sure I have before, but... Yeah, it's the part of our brain that makes us self-aware and, and be able to question our own existence and improve over like a level of just survival and mm-hmm. the, that instinctual type what about, of... But, but we have a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere mm-hmm. that, I mean, you have like a... But mm-hmm. the, the, the brain... We have, you have, uh, well, at least one. I know that there's more than one uh, neuroscientist or surgeon that has written about or talked about it, but you have a brain surgeon, a brain specialist, okay, who got into brain specialties because her brother was was mentally ill. Mm-hmm. That's why it's what drove her to really, you know, specialize in it and become an expert. Um, she had a... Um, uh, a what do you call it when you have Tumor. a whatever, and you, then you have a uh, <laughs> you know rice. We're turning it back into charades again. When you have a um, ah, the word cards yeah. against uh, uh, um, a stroke. When you have a stroke, yeah, because yeah. she had a uh, whatever. Going See, this on is the how it is for us. You know, <laughs> it's not like the hard words to get us. It's like stroke and abstract. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like this like some of the most common <laughs> fucking terms. Like, words, I am bad with words and names and stuff. I don't I'm know. The same way. Um, it reminds me of that the game that you got the the electronic thing that we have to, yeah, have to yeah. pass around. You know yes. that we were playing the last time we were here. Yeah, no. yeah. I'm so, pretty good at that though. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not bad yeah, at it. Yeah, I would, like, you're pretty it, good. Like, we're coming up with word associations. See, but to, like, we have a problem. Think of it's the, like, like I can't think of his team. name. It's I can't think been... of the name, or I can't think of that one but, word see, I want to use But you see, I think it's something, something that, that me and you share. It's like, it's almost like stuttering. It's like a disconnection in the brain where it just can't access, like, a certain file efficiently. Like, because we get so, like, heady. And then all of a sudden, like, our our part of our brain that, like, re- receives, like, information, like, terms and stuff is, like, rusty. Because we're so focused on a fucking thing. We get, like, a, like, like we're putting all our gears into, like, you know, getting all philosophical that we forget, like, s- simple things like the color green and stroke. Like, one time I was getting, so, like, uh, you know, like, like, but it's true. Abstract and stroke. I mean, those are simple terms, right? If the, he thought of abstract, he would think abstract right away or whatever. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm guessing. Like, if no. he wanted to say abstract. And I have would, trouble word finding at times. One, once in a while. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's a common thing. Yeah. So maybe it's like when people get into such a strong focus. Like, for instance, like one time I was, I was so scared. Like I was in a, a driver's test when I was like 16 or whatever for driving license. And uh, and she's she, I was perfect. I did the whole thing perfect, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm finally done!" And then and then I was like, like just you know, like I was like so prepared for like, but I wasn't ready to hear anything that wasn't like in my thought process of what should be said in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And so she saw mom at the, the bench, and I was just thinking, I'm just gonna pull into the parking lot, and I'm just gonna this is gonna be over, and I got my t- my license, and. Uh, I go, I go, and she she said, "Oh, pull over to the curb with your mom, or where your mom's at, and we'll just drop you off right there, or whatever." And so I was like, "What does the curb mean?" 
what is curb? I'm freaking out. Like, I'm getting, like, stage fright here. Like, I'm like, what is that? The curb is such a stupid, like, easy word. Everyone knows what curb is. You know, and I'm just I can like, explain panic. exactly why that happened. It's because you had a stroke. Yeah. At that moment. It was really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, a, it's like a form of, like, disconnection, man. And and so like like I was just and and then I go past her and I I, I turn into the parking lot where I thought we were gonna go because I was just so stuck on that and I was so intimidated by the whole situation and I had done well but I didn't want to fuck it up and I was like I was like I'm fucking it up I'm fucking it up right now and then you, you couldn't know? remember who your mom was yeah. either so now you didn't like, know what a curb was yeah. you didn't know who your mom was yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 so I I. I pull in there, and then she's like, oh, I hope you listen to your mom better than you listen to me. You know, and then, then she says, just park right there, you know. I was like, oh, I, I didn't get my license. I was like thinking, that's what I was thinking. I fucked it up, you know, because that's what I do. I, I It's like, uh, you see, you're, you're like, there's some reason I'm going to fuck this up. I'm totally, con- I mean, I'm, there's no reason why I should mess up you this. You start shutting down, because you start shutting down in certain ways because you're so fearful. Yeah. And, and you get very focused and can only take in certain yeah, things. Yeah, and, and supposedly that's supposed to test whether you're a good driver or not. I mean, come on. Like, normal driving, you're mostly doing nothing, you know, and then, like, those intense situations happen once in a while. But, I mean, are they trying to recreate, like, because I hear they try to be intimidating <clears> as, driver course teachers just to get the kids to like, see what you would do see in what a you pressure do. situation yeah. Yeah. I just think that pressure doesn't happen that often <laughs> in the, behind the wheel there's not usually no. someone watching you drive <laughs> and saying whether or not you did the right thing at every little inch that you're doing <laughs> You put your seatbelt on? Did you look behind you when you made that turn? <laughs> did you put your signal on? Did you turn? Did you get to the right speed limit right at that time? Okay, but, but we were talking about cerebral cortexes, right? Yeah, And if you yeah, have yeah. one, you have the ability to question your existence hmm? versus just that, being, sh- just being, inter- you know, you're just an interactive yeah, to advance thing. your existence, to... To advance it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's... it's well, you question it. You question it's, it. It's your rationalization type of... Uh, but anyway, uh, so I started I started talking about the right and left brain. hemisphere because this brain... I don't know. She's a brain scientist. She had a... She did this whole TED talk, you know, TED talk. TED talk, yeah. Wait, That's super out. famous. What? I know how we got on the subject of driving tests. Oh, he was talking about having problem word finding, and he used the example of the curb. The yeah. curb, like, that what's the, the curb? Tester, yeah. that, that's how he got on the... Okay. Yeah. The, so, the go curb? ahead. Isn't it funny how, how, how far off something can go? Yeah, the curb. And what how is much the curb? <laughs> I mean, I just remember that, that feeling was so devastating. I was like, what is a curb? What is a curb? I was, like, just scared out of my wits. Ah, uh, man. Mm-hmm. Never, but, I, probably any time ever in my life, I've never understood what curb was when I was told what curb, you know. Well, I mean, it's kind well, of a weird we, word. I've talked to other people, about, and, 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 you know, like, yeah, every no, once a, in a while, like, I, and I've, I've talked with many people about, like, how all of a sudden you'll say a word, you've, you, you know the word, you've said yeah. it many times, and all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck does that mean? It's such a weird word. It sounds weird. Why do I have a meaning association with it? I and, don't get and it. all of a sudden you can't spell it. The words you've written a million <laughs> times. You, you're like, you write it out and you're like, this I doesn't see, look right. Say, okay, this right leads now. into why I'm talking about the left and right hemisphere. Because 
They have diff totally different focuses and different jobs. And I think that's your left and right brain, like, fucking with each other. Like, you're getting less of the... When that happens, you're getting out of your left brain. You're getting more near to your right brain, which is way more abstract and artsy and connected to everything. And you're not going to... Like, words are like... What are they? They're like blah 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 blah. It's so like 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 the Ch Charlie Brown yes, kids. Yes. Wah, 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 so, wah, wah. <laughs> so this is a perfect lead into her. she's having a stroke and it's a aneurysm in her um right brain in her left brain, left brain. which is the, yeah, our the, the, the analytical analytical mathematical you understand math uh, you logical. understand words. She's having she's like she starts real she she started out the day in her elliptical or whatever like she always does and she's like. She's like, I'm jamming away on this thing. And all of a sudden, I start looking at myself. I'm like, wow, you're a weird-looking thing. You know? Like someone that's on <laughs> pot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a let go of that. Probably then, then you could say it's a let go of the left brain, if you want to call it that well, I'm way. Saying, yeah, but I'm, releasing I'm, your ego. I'm bringing this up because I think there's a huge point to differentiate, differentiating what our left and right hemispheres do. They have they, they do totally different things, and most of us, most of the time, are in our left brain. Yeah. And oh, not yeah, in yeah. the right brain because. Yeah, and you so, can get left brain like kind of like crazy. You can get left brain crazy, like like uh, like obsessive compulsive is like left brain crazy. So she starts. She's having this aneurysm, or you know, or whatever that start, whatever starts you know, happening, and she's having a stroke, she's like, and she really, she's like, I'm like, I look like this weird animal, and, I, and I've got claws, and like, what's going on, and, you know, like, the way everything started looking, and started losing sense of what words were, and she's like, oh my god, I'm having a stroke, and then, you know, of course, she's someone who, like, studies the brain, she's like, oh my god, I'm having a stroke, how cool, like, I'm getting to see, like, what, what this it feels is like. like. But she's having a stroke of that left side of the brain so that she's only left with a functioning right side, which which gave her this perfect, um, um, you know, uh, exam, um, of, 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 exam of, of what it's like to be to completely right-brained. Right which brain, was, brain. Compared, <laughs> she said, it's, it's so she, so she, yeah, she totally left... She she lost left brainness, brainness, which left her. She said it was euphoria. There was no you have no connection to you have no self, no sense of self. Ego, that's ego. She said no worse. She's like I'm like I better call someone, right? But she's as she, this is as she's losing the left side. I better call someone. I better call my colleague, you know, that I'm having this stroke so I can get some help. Yeah, I need so, some help. Yeah. She's like I'm looking at the numbers and I. There's just symbols that I have no idea what they mean. <laughs> and, like, I, I finally, I managed to do it, and I'm talking, and, like, it's, like, on the other side of the phone, it's blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I have no idea what they're saying. I don't know what you're saying. I have a stroke. <laughs> and then finally it's, um, she's like, it's a sense of euphoria because there's no, she's like, there's no memories. Like, there's no emotions. There's no, you know, all the emotional baggage of the past and everything that's your story. There's none of that. You're just connected to everything. <laughs> you know, it's like this beautiful experience. And, you know, I don't know, you got to watch the whole talk thing, but it, it just... Well, well no, okay, so, but, but, the, but the point is clear that, I mean, that sounds like a lot of people would sound like a trip, but either way, that, that like, to think about having the experience of completely, be completely right-branded, 
Brain. God, brain I said it again. <laughs> I sound like a freaking. What do I sound like? A kindergartner or something? He was right. He was right. Brained. Brained. That's adorable. Man. Um, and, but I mean, isn't that funny? Like, because we were just talking about that Velocivigo. <laughs> uh, let's get beyond brained. As Joel's having a stroke. Yeah, <laughs> a mini stroke. I forgot. I forgot the what curb meant for a second. Um, all right, here's my other one. Man, that all I said was that little sentence, and that that caused all this. Wait, we never got to a point on this subject. What are you doing? What what sort of point have we got to? Okay, my. Uh, I, a a point? Point? I think there should be a point. There should be some closure on this. We did not rattle all that way in time for nothing. Sure, man. Tell, <laughs> tell me. Let's get to some point. <laughs> The point is... Bring it home, sister. Bring it home. <laughs> the point is that... Sarah says we may we may is, have a brain, right? Yes. And we've we've talked about these different parts of the brain. We've talked about having may, different and, kinds and of may, brains, maybe right? Maybe the Between sense that the brain, the brain and senses are kind it's of in a, a sense poles. It's just a channel. It's just a channel. It's just a channel. The channels in consciousness. Channels in consciousness. It a brain is just a tool. It's it's it it it's like so uh, an it antenna. Tunes, it tunes in. Like you have an antenna okay. and it and you can get in the channel. Yeah, and you tune right? in. To your, that's you, what your brain is for. Consciousness. Yeah. yeah, and how can you? For you to go, I'm here. Why am I here? That means you're, you're conscious of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you're tuning into that frequency. So, yeah, it gives us a, t- a tool to be able to um, sense things that other things might not sense if they didn't have that tool. It's like having eyes and not having eyes. No, I'm, I'm saying there's all different levels of it. There's all different levels of that ability. Because you're, you're trying to say that... Well, in, an ability, it, or in a sense, it is the sixth sense, maybe. The sense, well, of, the sense the, of awareness. I think there's multiple senses to be awakened. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, this, we get all hung up about this five sense thing. Like, there's s- multiple senses. Sight, touch, taste, or everything. But really, that's it's a very, like, like kind of aristocratic, aristocratic type of view, which is like this list of rules that you make, and then they're, they're, they're they stick forever and really rules are meant to be broken like like usually like we have some concept of something but usually it ends up being proven wrong and so eventually we're kind of realizing that senses well, are yeah it's, it's not really well, five what is it it's a, it's 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 you like reach someone a level was talking, and you it, and it expands somehow yeah and, and we're at still we're, we're at the point of that five, but it's crazy how some sort of like concept will stick for a very long time. Like the concept of five senses. That's stuck forever. Right, it's, yeah. It's but a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's been forever for thousands of years. When it's a concept that's shared among many. What's that word? Abstract. No, not <laughs> abstract. It's, um... A concept shared oh, Rup- by many. Rupert Sheldrake. Rupert Sheldrake coined uh-huh. the term... I don't know. Ah! Group conscious. No, no. When it's uh, when when enough people, or you can call it points of consciousness, have agreed upon an idea. Rupert. It's called Rupert Sheldrake. It's called a Sheldrake. <laughs> Good luck. It's the it's his the number one thing he's he's coined. Okay. 
Um, Dad always asks me, what's, what is that thing you told me about? Edit point. It's like the one thing he's taken in that I've said. What is yeah. that thing Rupert Sheldrake? Rupert, oh, I got him. Uh, Rupert Sheldrake, Tuscan, Arizona, in the conference. Morphic Residence. Yes, Morphic Field, a Morphic Field. Morphic oh. Residence. Morphic, well, it's Morphic Field. All right. A Morphic So remind field. me what we were saying. When there's a there's a certain threshold well, with anything, you have to well you have to re- reach a certain threshold. You know whatever you're talking about, you, you, you in evolution. You know the way things develop physically, the way that things develop in any way. You ha- you when, once you reach the threshold where change takes place, or you mm. know where things, yep. uh, or you can call it expansion takes place because yeah, like you've reached a new level. New level. Um. It's called a Rupert Sheldrake coined the term morphic field, because because when when like like what were you just talking about where we all have this idea of the five senses, right? We yeah. all like so many of us are taught you have five senses and this is what they are, and, and we're, they're the pretty much all, the only senses like, that could be. Right? There's thousands, no, there's millions of us that think we have five senses and this is what they are. That's a morphic field. Yeah, that's all. That like means it's, it's something like it's that a, holds. Holds for a thought, while. It's like that thought, thought that like which sticks. is energy. It's a it's a thing that we all are tapped into. We're well, all tapped into. It's a it. concept that we kind of reached and we ta- stick. We're to. tapped into it energetically. Okay. Because think about it. You have if you have so many if you have millions of points of consciousness, which is us humans that, thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. this morphic field of. It's holding. It's holding that idea. It's an energetic cloud almost. It's that's well, you know, holding that energy of that thought. You know, an interesting concept that I kind of, um, that kind of, you know, made me think was that when we talk about like things that kind of seem kind of mystical, like like telepathy, for instance, um, they say. Uh, well, isn't the internet kind of doing things that are almost could be considered telepathy back in the day? Like, for instance, we can hear what people want to say, like, on our devices pretty much instantly, you know? And in a way, technology will be, like they say, good technology will be no indistinguishable from magic. Like, eventually, it'll just be the point where, where you're doing things and it just seems like, you know, I'm just making a fireball <laughs> i don't know you know and i mean it's just like like you're just i think it's something from it's, nothing it's, and yet and technology can seem like that i think technology is this physical manifestation of us us but of a more interconnected consciousness it's just it's technology is making us and, more and more and more interconnected and so like you were saying like a subject like five senses you know, becomes like conscious, like of whatever field, the mandrake field, field. morphic morphic field, field. mandrake. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. This is an ME conversation. Yeah. Matrix energetics. So, so it becomes a morphic field. (laughs) Melissa, Um, she would, so, uh, so maybe the, the opening of technology has given us an ability to, um, take, uh, fast forward that process the process that it took for this concept that might have been caused by Socrates or, or not not Socrates um, Aristotle Aristotle was the guy that like kind of made a bunch of these rules like he made the, the elements are 
fire, water, earth, air, you know, stuff like that. They're right, like, they set up these rules. Like, they set up this mm-hmm. rule that there's these four, I made these four elements. And then, like, everyone just believes that those are the four elements for a thousand years and just don't think twice about it. And so, like, for instance, the internet now is making an ability of things like that happening, the sort of, like, ability for all the culmination of what people think and then strong ideas prevailing. And a lot of people believe in this strong concept doesn't necessarily have to be right. It's just something that works with us really well. And it becomes universal. And it probably was going to be thought by many people, but it just happens to be this one guy that happens to be the first one to think it. You know, a lot of that happens, too, is that we're ready. Yeah, technology is allowing expansion to happen exponentially. And it happens in a global consciousness in yeah, some it's way. Yeah, like it's the nervous system of us. Yeah, and so this technology has intensified it. It's made the globe smaller than ever before. We think of uh, the sometimes we actually talk about the world as one. Sometimes we actually come from the perspective of us humans on this planet Earth. You know, which is a concept that is completely foreign to a person that's only concerned about their community. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like right. the it almost the, the ultimate like, abstraction. I'm, I'm, but I'm yet, one of us. We're now, and, nowadays and we're against all of them. Nowadays we have a community that we hardly spend time with, and we got a community of the globe that's at our fingertips all the time. Because because we, it's that that desire in us has been born a long time ago to connect. As yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone like, like, like I said, possible. So this is allowing the connection, yeah. but now we have to catch up the two things, right? Yep. Like that's allowing us to do it. But is it always the best thing? Is it always the most <laughs> so, authentic thing? No. So, so <laughs> see, see what I mean. Point solved. <laughs> How do we make a period to the subject? <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> Come on, you just got to end it at some point. <laughs> I mean, that, that's pretty much, you know, what did we... What, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to make What did we make, make that point? To... <laughs> I know. I don't I, know. You totally went off again. But... I know. See what I mean? It just happens. It's just like that's... So, so let me just say the other... I mean, maybe I don't even have to. But I, I just want to say this, this funny <clears throat> thought, and then we maybe we'll talk about it for a few seconds. But um, I'm, I'm not that interested because we have more than enough here already. Um, but my other thing was that the ultimate sign of an intelligent person is someone that can change the way you look at life. Right? If you can have a person in debate, not only out-debate you, but also make you believe what they believe, that's a pretty smart person. Is it a smart person? I don't know. Maybe I, sometimes just, it makes me feel like that's just a good salesman. Yeah. <laughs> but good, good, good salesmen don't give a shit about what they're selling. They just know the game, right? It's about it's about being intelligent. Well, it, it's an it's an intelligence. Well, there's a whole there's a whole process because I worked in I have a business degree. I worked in sales and marketing for many years. Hated it. Absolutely yeah. hated it. And it's it's so it's it's a process. That has specific, it, it's trained it's specific steps and specific methods, and basically, it's you getting someone else to come to the conclusion that you've already come to for them. Uh, it's, and, but it's and a psychological game, right? To a conclusion. It's a psychological game, made. completely, right? It's like it's, you're, it's you're persuasiveness. You, but know. psychology, as in, like you got to understand body language, you got to understand like context and yeah. subtext you know 
Yeah. Um, I mean, because because I mean, there is education and 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 salesmanship, but then there's actually being able to be a salesman, and that's two different types of people. But I know some great salespeople that I would not put in the upper echelon of intelligence. Yeah, they're just like they're just like no, they're like Tyson. <laughs> they're a really good boxer, but you wouldn't want to hang out with the guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's, he's just, uh, he's just I, a one. I know, I know at least a few, yeah, a few people like that. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's not exactly. Maybe I'm thinking about the more high, higher I, waves of of thinking, like like philosophically. How to bring it back to what you're saying? I would say that there, there's got to be a level or a uh, an aspect of intellectual aptitude. Mm-hmm. You have to have a certain intellectual aptitude to be good at. Changing someone's opinion about something, or enlightening them on something, or selling them on yeah, something, exactly. What, whatever euphemisms you so, use so to describe that process, it's an intelligence. So yeah, there's an there's an aspect. I, I of guess it, so. May, maybe I, I I maybe that's what I'm appealing to. But maybe that sort of thing that makes a person a good salesman makes them good at whatever they might be good at. And so, for instance, a good salesman might have, if they try, if they were intelligent, if they were a politician or something like that, they would be really good at it because they were really good at selling something. Themselves. Selling themselves. At the end of the day, in sales, and that's, you know, this is trained. You yeah. Know? This goes into sales training, formal training. Is that you, the first thing you're selling when you sell something is you're selling yourself. You, now, you have to earn a customer's or potential customer's confidence that what you're telling them is true. Yeah. Th- that they can believe in you. Yeah, exactly. Before they're going to believe, believe what in, you say the, the facts. or what you're selling. So Yeah. And yeah, so that, in a sense, it, is but. like, so are politicians the best salesmen around? Right. Exactly. And so, yeah, yeah politicians are the best salesmen. Our, our politicians are people who went to law school. The, yeah. the, they're, 90% of them are lawyers who are also great salesmen yep. that they can sell themselves. They're, yeah, they're sure, good sure. And, and that, that's not always the the, the combination. And, and, some and some then, aren't, and then but, you're, but if you're you talking are, about like intelligent, and then yeah. you're going to you know balance intelligence. Those all those things don't but always again, swim in the pits. Yeah, same, yeah, same it's pool. true, and it's true. Like there's a lot of unintelligent. But how far can you go? I mean, like, um, like for the most part, when we think of the idealistic idea of a of a politician, mm-hmm. we think this guy knows his shit, right? We think. I mean, sometimes we, we could think of, like, this is guy is a power-hungry, you know, salesman that, that just says whatever he needs to say, right? And that's true, too. But also, to be able to do it and convince you at the same time and be able to play that real game underneath that actual, the real yeah. politician game... I mean that is a smart motherfucker, you know, yeah. to be able to be able to answer all those hard questions, all that ridicule, all that stuff that happens when you get to the big boy games, you know, like yeah. you have to you have to be. I mean, there's also the element of I mean, there's the rich kid scenario with oh, politicians yeah. too, like like um, money and and swing and and like uh, being able to spin a story works well for the rich. But still, there's this. El- there's also this other element of politics where it brings, you know, some of the s- craziest, brightest people that we know end up in politics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's. I guess that's that's kind of. 
maybe I, I, I don't try to make it so much of a salesman thing, but it's interesting that it goes naturally to that. But but what I try to think of it is more like the greatest minds in our world and our history were the people that were able to make everyone convinced that something was true. You know, because they were able to it's like someone like Socrates or Aristotle were able to convince the society, everybody at that time, that what they were were proclaiming was the thing right was the truth and and so you probably have to be a pretty good salesman one but you'd also have to be pretty damn clever too and so so maybe the mark of intelligence is not necessarily how good you can be at one particular subject it's how good you can be at taking your subject and making someone see it the way you see it I don't think that but has think anything to do so with intelligence. Many, yeah, there are so many different aspects of intelligence. I don't think that has anything to do with though. intelligence. Uh, maybe but again, like, has I, think, to do with maybe I think this the, is another issue about the, there's the a most. spectrum of meaning and ability within, like, almost any subject you want to talk about. Any any word yeah. you and want maybe, to pinpoint. Maybe that's half of it, too. <laughs> it reminds me, because I was listening Which, to a, a philosophy podcast, and it was, talk, it was, it was teaching about it, and um, it said how these... these these Greek philosophers, Greek uh, culture was what, like, you know, was what Romans, um, like, lived after. But Roman civilization was the longer-lasting one. And, but anything high of art and everything came from the Greek people. And so these Greek philosophers traveled to Rome, and uh, it was interesting. This guy, this philosopher, went to Rome, and he said... Like this, like very convincing speech about um, this uh, philosophical way to be. I think it was uh, Stoicism, Stoic to be Stoic, and uh, the, like this idea of honor and like like the reason why honor is so important and the reason why you know you should live your life a certain way, right? This philosophical idea, and then like in a couple days later, he came by and had a speech in like the public square with the exact opposite point of view and very convincing as well. I think it was like a skeptic point of view or whatever. And, uh, and he would do this as to like, just shake up the people, like basically say like, Oh, you thought you, you know, had your grounds and you, you know, your head, like of what you wanted to be, what you thought was right. And then all of a sudden I just convinced you just as much on the other side of the equation, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I think that's the perfect point. That's the perfect point um, that the, there's, there's so many nuances. <laughs> everything can be explained one way or the other. And that's why I say it's so amazing for someone to be able to convince someone else of their point of view. How often do you get into struggles with like your, your personal relationships where you have these arguments that are go on forever, that you're at this polar opposite? And just imagine how many times you've actually convinced your boyfriend or your girlfriend something that you believe <laughs> you know that's a hard task <laughs> i don't think we do that no no well, because that first of all i have no desire to convince people yes. of yeah. he's big that, on this yes yeah, he's do. big on I, like, like I, I don't you know and what and i get that from? i get that and i'm not trying to do that either but well, he he's almost more you're more like you're like you're looking for it and you're trying to avoid it more than i'm even thinking about it and it's not like i believe in it or try to do it. 
But well, you're we're talking, con- you're like you're like conscious of the subject and you want oh, to avoid absolutely, it. Absolutely, all the time. <laughs> we're talking about like like memories and where memories are created from and, and mm-hmm. how they're not always accurate, you uh-huh. know, and were they from a picture or do yeah. I actually remember the incident that the yep, picture yep, was yep, yep. and I firmly believe that everybody believes tons of things that aren't true. Not intentionally. Yeah. But there's just so many things that we believe are true that aren't true. And I, I respect for, yeah. I respect people's right to believe things that aren't true because yeah. we all do it. You and, can't go around and correct everybody's perception of yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. It's, so I, it's I exhausting to begin with. I don't really <laughs> care think what other people think. Right. You know, yeah. somebody that you're in a relationship with, you obviously have to have enough common ground and understanding about how you're going to live your daily lives, but... I well, no, that, that is also I no desire like, like for instance, I mean, if you look at it perspective-wise, who do you think would be more apt to try to convince someone? Be like a young twenty-year-old that's like it's all like pure in their their like beliefs and everything. Yeah, and then you get a, like to like a, a, a jaded forty-year-old, and you're like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just just stay me? alone. <laughs> What are you trying to say about me? I'm, I'm saying it's a natural thing. I feel like I was just I'm thinking, thinking about actually. I'm thinking about. Are you 44 now? I'm offended. He's I'm, I'm thinking about my brother Todd. Actually, you're the same age as Todd, aren't you? No, he's he's a little older. A little older, but but yeah, basically, he's six months you know, Todd's just as jaded. Any anyone's jaded. Come on. Well, I'm gonna uh, put put on the soothing like at the end music. And I'm just going to make us feel like, okay, wrapping things up for this, at least. All right, so that that's going now. We can say our final words. So, um, it's funny, half the time you don't know the record button's on, and half the time you do. And, uh... Whenever I intro these, I say the record button has been pressed, and now it's time for finding the floor. Do you know that that's the name of it? Yeah. Finding the floor? Yeah, it started with our initial conversation. And it was funny because we got deep into that, and actually at the beginning of it, before we even had our conversation, I had said, I'm trying to find uh, the flow, you know? And then we get into a huge conversation about the flow. I guess, you know... So, so either way, the record button has been pressed. We don't know what's going to happen, but we had some good conversation out there. All right. The flow has been... This flow has... The flow has happened. The flow has been...